Nefesh Achayim, we're holding in Shara Dalet, Perek, Yutas, and we spoke last time about the names of HaKadosh Baruch. So, let's see what Nefesh Achayim brings a few more references from Chazals. Let's see the new point he comes to add to us. And he brings a Zayar that says if a person connects to Torah, he connects to Hashem's name. We're in the middle of Parakutas. The Kodesh Baruch the entire Torah is one name of Hashem. Shmo Kadisha the Kodesh Baruch Mamish, the name of the holy name of Hashem. Zakoa Cholkei the Man Dezachiba. Fortunate is the person who is zeched to Torah, because Man Dezachiba Iraisa Zachib Shmo Kadisha the Kodesh Baruch Mamish. A person who connects to Torah connects to the name of Hashem. And the second opinion in Isaiah, Rabbi Yosi Yomer, Bekut Shebrich Oma Meshachi, not in Hashem's name, but rather in Hashem Himself. Dahu Shmei Chad. And obviously we need to understand what are these two opinions. If a person in story connects to Hashem, or connects to Hashem's name. And the Zohar continues, he brings another two references. He brings Tan Veliyahu that says, Bechen Oma Betan Veliyahu, a person who initiates a fight with the Tamil Chacham is like a fighting with Hashem. And then it's from a Pasuk which is referring to Karach. Karach already instigated a fight against Moshe Rabbeinu. But the Pasuk says, Karach's, uh, so to speak, co-criminals uh, were Dasan Aviram and the Torah calls those who those who began the fight against Hashem. When a person comes in Hashem's name, so then everybody's afraid of him. This is the Apostle of the Torah, which it says, The entire world will see that the name of Hashem is, so to speak, is declared on you, and the result will be the Yarami He'll be afraid of you. He brings the person to heal him. Because to me, he connected himself. And therefore, I'll save him. I'll uplift him. So, what does the Nefesh Shachayim want from the stand video? What's he bringing rise for? So, we saw previously the Zayah. And the Zayah brought two opinions. If a person is learned Torah, is connected to Hashem's name or connected to Hashem Himself. And now based on that, he's brought proofs to each one. So the first proof he brought was the person who fights uh, with a Tamar Chachem is equivalent to somebody who fights with Hashem. Now we'll be referring to the level of, so to speak, a person who's going to connected to Hashem Himself. The second proof he brings is that the world will see, the nations will see, that Hashem's name is declared on you. As we're talking about Hashem's name. And then the last pasuk he brought really combines both. Because he chose me, he connected to me, and I saved him. And then he says, B means, 
by his parach Hashem himself. Because he knew my name. So we see that there's an example here also. Of times it's referred to Hashem as Hashem himself. And times it refers to Hashem's name. Now, having read the Hashem, we need to take a step back and understand what this all means to us. Because we already understood as a principle. And that is, we can't understand Hashem himself. Hashem himself is infinite. Hashem himself is something which people can't conceptualize, definitely can't refer to. And therefore, like Arizal already says, the only description we have for Hashem himself is infinity, ain't safe, something which has no limit, something which has no description. Because any way of defining and describing something is limiting it. It's limiting it to terms that we can refer to, that we can comprehend. And HaKadosh Baruch is above any possible attempt of humans to begin to understand. So we have no way of describing Hashem Himself, no title which can be used for Hashem Himself. But we do talk to Hashem. We refer to Him by various names. We describe Him by various methods. And that's all called Shmoy. In other words, the concept of how Hashem is acting that we can refer to. This is a principle we've spoken about many times in the Hashem's name is don't define His essence. That's something beyond any possible description. Hashem's name is defined the capacity He's acting in. And if Hashem is acting in a certain way, then we can define Him by the way He's acting. And therefore, if Hashem is acting as a king, we can define Him as a melech. If He's acting as a judge, we can define Him as a dynamis. And if He's acting as a father, we can define Him as Navinu. And if He's acting with chesed or rachamim or any other attribute Hashem is acting by so we can define the interaction we can define and describe the middle that he's using and in part Hashem's names all refer to middles Hashem's names all refer to ways in which we can understand Hashem because that's really how, the way we notice how Hashem's acting towards us and similarly the name Hashem Elohim Tzvachos also re- refer to certain aspects of the way Hashem interacts with us that we can refer to. Even the name Yudke Vavke, which is a contraction of the words Hoya Hashem was, is, and always will be, isn't talking about Hashem Himself. It's talking to how we in, in the world, so to speak, perceive Hashem. Why? Because if you're talking about Hashem Himself, Hashem is not bound by time. And therefore there's no was or is or will be. There's no difference between past, present, and future. The idea of past, present, future is how people perceive. And therefore, from our perspective, if we see Hashem as transcending time, as being in the past, the present, and the future, then we can relate to Him in the way He's choosing to make Himself known, and that is Hashem doesn't change. But if you're talking about Hashem Himself, there wouldn't be a concept of past, present, future. That, that's something which time would, so to speak, would influence or would affect and by Hashem it doesn't apply so that's the idea of Hashem's names Hashem's names is the way we, we refer to Him and now once we understand that we understand that we always refer to our interaction with Hashem as being with Hashem's name for example in the davening when we we can't Hashem 
we can work shame Hashem. He shame Hashem a varach matavadayla. Varach shame kavoid machose. Yiskadal viskadal shmei rabba. It's all referring to Hashem's name. And even the bracha, we say Baruch Atah Hashem, Nevashayim explains that the name of Hashem we're giving is one of his names. We're referring to the, the reference or the way we're referring to Hashem as that middah, that, that element, that way which we can relate to Hashem's middah, that's what we ask and should be blessed. And when we're talking about the idea of Hashem's being known in the world, being made great, we talk about Kiddush Hashem. That the world should all appreciate Hashem, which means the name of Hashem. And that's the Kiddush of the name, so to speak. And this is also the possible. When the Navi Yecheskel talks about the fact that the Jewish people in the Golos is a desecration, so to speak, it's a Chil Hashem, so he says, He's going to save us. So that's all referring to Hashem's name. And if that's the case, so then if you're talking about how a person can relate to Hashem, you're really talking about relating to the way we understand Hashem. Or in other words, how we relate to Hashem's name. And to say, therefore, as said since the beginning of the parak, that if a person connects to Torah, he connects to Hashem. In what way? To the way that we can, where a person can connect to Hashem, which means his names that we can understand. And if we said, like we learned last time in detail, that specifically the idea of learning Torah so reveals to a person the Chachma of Hashem, Hashem's wisdom. And that's also one of the ways Hashem, so to speak, can make an element of Himself known to people. When people appreciate even in a small way that people are able to understand, and to, the, but as, as much as they can, they appreciate the Chachma of Hashem, Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's knowledge, so then that's also a way of referring to Hashem. And if by learning Torah, that's how we get to appreciate the wisdom of Hashem. That's how we get to appreciate that, that, that Chachma. So then that's also being Megadah to us, the name of Hashem. And like we said, it's not just a general thing which applies to the entire Torah, in every element of Torah, where we see in this element an expert, in a certain aspect of Hashem's wisdom, so then that teaches us the, a, a certain element of Hashem's Chachma, which we learn from this Pasuk, we learn from this Mitzvah, we learn from this Mitzvah. And because of that, the entire Torah is the name of Hashem. It's through the Torah which we understand Hashem's Chachma. And each element in Torah is a certain detail in the Chachma. Each element of Torah is a certain aspect of the Chachma of Hashem. So we understand the first opinion of the Zayah. That if a person learns Torah, so he is Zaychet to Shem Hashem. He's like the Zayah, Zachi Bishma Kadesha. In other words, he, understand, he can relate to Hashem better. And we understand also the Pasuk that he brought before. And that is, when people notice Klai Yishol connected to Hashem. So that's the fulfillment of the Pasuk. V'ra'u kol ameya oretz ki shem Hashem nikra alecho. When people see that a person is that this is an example of somebody who is a servant, a Talmud, a son to Hashem. So Hashem's name is called on him. That we understand. 
if we need to understand what's the second opinion. The second opinion, which refers to a person in Torah as Zakha Hashem himself, Kibiyachah. What can that mean? We don't have a way of referring to Hashem himself. And similarly, when he brought the first part of the Pasuk, Kivi Chashak. B means, like the Nevesh Chaim explains, B Mamish. A person chose Hashem, so to speak, and that's what Hashem saves him. And those who fight against the Tamil Chacham, they like, they fought against Hashem himself. What can that mean? So, we're discussing a very deep idea. Where's Hashem be able to try and explain it in a way which we can at least connect to a topic which is what by the Rishonim already is something which is a side of the side of the so to speak a deep level of understanding the depth of time and let's start with the words of the Ramban in Pashas Matis we know that a person can verify what he say show him his authenticity in one of two ways you can either back up what he's saying with a sure a promise and that is a person would swear to the fact what he's saying is true that's one way that a person can use speech so to speak to to bring a certain level of clarity of, of truth what they say the other way would be through a nether. Now both the shvur and the nether can make a person make something also on himself. If a person makes a shvur that I'm not going to eat this, it's also to eat it. If a person says I'm making a nether, this thing should be also to be eaten, also the person can't eat it. And both of them are in the category of those assurim which a person can do through his own speech and have that severity of a person can't profane, so to speak, what he says. But what's the difference between a shvur and a nether? So let's first start with the Gemara's explanation, and Meir Hashim will go to uh, the Rishonim's explanation, which is based on that. Maybe just on a deeper level. The Gemara says the difference between a nether and a shvur is the way that it works. A shvur is chal on the person who makes the shvur. So if a person says, I make a shvur that I won't do something, the shvur is chal on him. It's now also for him to do that. He has to keep what is, he has to keep his word, he has to fulfill his promises, and therefore, as having made the shvur, that obligates him either to do or not to do whatever he had made the shvur about. The way to make a shvur is by using one of Hashem's name. And that's why whenever we talk about shvur, in the Torah, it's always to be nishba bishmoi, to make a shvur in Hashem's name. Uh, when it's talking about the shvur, which is emes, and the Apostle says, to swear in Hashem's name, it's talking about the isra of a false shvur. And that is, netishava bishmi shaker, don't swear in Hashem's name falsely. But the, the way to make a shvur is by using one of Hashem's names. And the way the shvur works is it makes the person, it makes it also for the person to go against what he said. And there is difference. And there doesn't use Hashem's names. 
a nether also doesn't make an isr on the person. The way a nether works is when a person identifies the object. It says this object should be asked to me. So then the isr is chal on that object. And just like uh, something which I'm not allowed to use, not allowed to eat, not allowed to benefit from, is also to me, the Torah makes a serum on me. By making a nether, I'm making an isr on myself. I'm declaring this object to be also to me too. And therefore, now that it's something which is also to me, I can't benefit from it. And that's why the Gemara says the way to make a nether isn't what Hashem's name. The way to make a nether is a concept called a koina. A koina means something which, as literally, it's an acronym for the word carbon, because the precedence in the Torah for something which is also to a person can make something also to themselves is a carbon. By saying this is a carbon, so now it's something which is meant to be used, so to speak, in the base of English. It's meant to be a sacrifice. And now I'm not allowed to use that. So even in the case where I don't want to necessarily dedicate something to sacrifice, I just want to make it something which I'm making it forbidden on myself to use. So I say this should be also to me just like a carbon is also to me. That's the idea of an ending. And that's the Gemara's differentiation between the two concepts. Now let's take it a step further. And this is really what Rabban says, quoting a Sifri. A shvur is a shvur b'shem ha-melech. A nether is the melech atzma. What does that mean? So how, how does a shvur work? A person says something, so he's meant to keep what he says. The fact that a person says a shvur, he swears he's going to do it, he promises. What does it add to the strength of his word? And the answer is, what the shvur adds is that the fact that the person says that I'm not just saying I'm going to do something. I'm not just saying this is the case. I'm adding Hashem's name to it. And therefore, in a way, it's like saying, as much as Hashem's name is something which is Hamas, so I'm comparing what I'm saying as that, that it should be seen as that that same level of MS too. If a person is swearing about something which has happened, so then they're going to say well, I'm, that it's not just that I'm telling you something which might be exaggeration, might not be the full details, the perfect truth. As much as Hashem is MS, that's how much this is MS too. And therefore I'm using Shem Hashem, so to speak, as the benchmark of what MS is. And I'm saying this is as MS as Hashem Hashem. And now, as far as the person is going to be able to give something, so to speak, uh, and as, to assert that this is MS, so there's nothing which we can use more than talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the absolute of MS. And the shwa is, I'm saying this is as MS as the ultimate MS, as Hashem Hashem. Because that's one of Hashem's names. As we know, one of the names, we, one of the ways we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as written to us, is that like the Pesach says, Surah Tami Impalik, he called Rakh of Mishpat. Everything about HaKadosh Baruch Hu is just, is fair. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we look up to him as being the absolute MS. And when a person makes the Shvah, what they're saying is, that if I have to say something is complete MS, so I'd say as much as I would refer to Hashem as MS, I'm referring to this as MS too. And that's the tremendous Chil Hashem which is brought about to Rishvah Shekhar. Because that, so to speak, when a person 
would make a shvur on something which isn't emes, so then it's 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 by continuation of that same idea. What they're saying is that they don't consider Hashem to be absolute emes, or else they couldn't compare what they're saying a sheker to being like Hashem who's emes. And that's why a shvur is b'shem Hashem. It's the way we relate to Hashem. That's what makes a shvur take effect, the fact that a person is tied to Hashem's name. And the khiv of the shvur is the khiv on the person. That you've said that this is something which is complete emes, you're now bound to live by that, to, keep, to fulfill it, to make sure it happens. And if chas v'shalom a person doesn't, so then it's a figure in the shem Hashem. It affects in some way his a person's a, a, so to speak association with Hashem is Amos. A nether is different. A nether obviously doesn't work in Shem Hashem. A nether works like a carpet. It's just like a carpet. It's something which because it's meant to be used for Hashem, so it becomes also for a person to use for themselves. So when a person says, I'm making a nether, is basically saying, I'm making it something which is also for me to use. And what's the effect that it becomes also for them to use? How does that work? This wasn't a shvur, I didn't use Shem Hashem. And the answer is, is using a second kayach. And the second kayach is, not Hashem himself in the extent of the entity Hashem, which we can't relate to, like we saw before, we can't begin to understand. What we mean now, is that the second element you can talk about, to Hashem. Not the way we refer to Him, but rather the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is owns everything. Everything is His. Everything is His. There are some things that He allows people to use, and when a person makes something into a carbon, really, he's returning it to Hashem. This was something which was given to people for their use. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm choosing to, to bring it back to you. And therefore, now that it's rededicated to be used for Hashem, it's something which becomes also to people. It's something which goes back into what the Gemara calls Rishus Kavaya. So to speak, the property of Hashem. Besides for how we relate to Hashem and what He does, this is the second way which we can relate to Hashem. And that is, as things which belong to him. So it's not defining HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence, but it's defining things which are his. And another does the same thing. Another says this thing should be like a carbon. Just like a carbon has been removed from people's usage and returns to, so to speak, the property of Hashem. So by making something a nether, making it something which is also for people to use, to that extent it's back in the, so to speak, authority in the bailus of Hashem. And therefore breaking a nether, the Gemara says is tantamount to using a carbon. There's a certain level of me'ila, of desecrating something which was meant to be Kodesh and using it for oneself. That's the idea of a nether. But that's the Yisrael we're talking about here too. Something which connects to Hashem, obviously we don't talk about Relating to Hashem Himself, we said previously, it's not something which a person can do. We can't understand the concept of Hashem Himself, just how He relates to us. There's an extra element also, 
And that is a person who learns Torah, according to the second opinion of the Zahir, that's his Zakhi Bukhudish Barakha Atma. Which means, he becomes, so to speak, the property of Hashem. And if that's the case, not that he is Zaykhat Hashem himself, but rather he becomes the property of Hashem. And that's a tremendous khus. And that's what the Pasuk says. Because when something is considered to be Hashem's, so then if you take away or you fight with or you harm something which belongs to somebody, it's like you're harming them. And therefore when Dasan Daviram want to instigate a fight with Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu is Hashem's. It's, uh, he, so to speak, I've explained, he belongs to Hashem. To learn in turn, he became Hashem's property. And therefore fighting with Moshe is fighting with something of Hashem. It's Hashem's, it's Hashem's Moshe. And that's the other possible also. Kibi Chashak If he chose HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Chashak also means to connect. If he's connected to Hashem, then it's like Kilu. Hashem will save him because he is something which belongs to Hashem. And just like the Mephoshim explained, that if Hashem, so to speak, wants to punish a person, punishing their objects, their belongings, their property, is like punishing them. So similarly here, if a person belongs to Hashem, so then trying to harm that person is in some way like trying to harm Hashem. And that's a deeper level that the Zohar teaches us. A person who connects to Torah, connects to Hashem. Not just that he understands Hashem's names. That's a really tremendous target. But that he belongs to Hashem. And if that's the case, Hashem looks after him as something of his own, so to speak. And that's called being Zachar Bakudash Brikhatsma. He brings one Muzaya. Let's see it again in Vashis Barak. Tachazi. Kamachavivin inun de Mishtadli Barai Sukumakajabrikha. Come and see how precious those who learn Torah are in front of Hashem. Even at times when there's judgment in the world, there's punishment. And permission is given to the destructive forces to destroy. And once that happens, we know the rule of the Mashkus is, he's not Mavkin. He doesn't separate between Tariq and Russia. But nevertheless, Hashem instructs the Mashkus. About those learning Torah. And Hashem says to the Mashkis, the destructive angel, He says to him, and brings the Pasuk in Dvarim, that when you're surrounding a city to destroy it, don't destroy the trees. He touches the ear. When you're going to lay siege to a city, the city is this world, begin because of all the various. The world's done, Hashem gives a mission to the destructive forces to punish. But, Hashem says, Nevertheless, I'm going to instruct you regarding the members of my household. Don't destroy the trees. Those are the ones who connected to the tree of life, there's the Torah. And it's in the Ilana de Yoiv Ibn, a tree which provides fruit. It's Eitzah, don't destroy the tree. The tree is Ha'ahud, the Yav Eitzah Lemasa. Those who give instructions, advice to the town. So yes, the Malach or Mashkis comes, and the Mashkis is indiscriminate, but Hashem warns him especially. Don't touch it, Amalekha Chomim. 
and those learning Torah, those who are teaching the Tzitzit, and Orcha, the Yachad, but teaches them the Halacha, what they should do. To, to seal a din against them. Not to use the sword against them. This is a person who is called the male of a person. What's the concept? If the din is that there's collective punishment to some extent. And when the mashmas is allowed is given free reign to go and do destru- and be act destructively. The people who don't deserve it aren't necessarily spared. So why the time? Why is the time spared? Why is he different? That's what the post is telling us. Because just like it's a din by an irony dachas, and the din irony dachas is that you have a city of a majority of the people people who worship the desire. And the Gemara says, and explain the Pasuk, we gather everything of the belongings of the people of the city into a central square and we burn it. Whether the people involved were the ones who served of Avedazara or not, it doesn't make a difference. If Rome of the city was serving of Avedazara, everything gets burnt. The people who didn't serve Avedazara don't get killed, but all their possessions get destroyed. And the Pasuk says, the Asaf is called Shlala, all the spoils of the city, we gather and we burn it, we burn it all together. But, on that the Gemara learns, Shlala v'lo Shlala Shamay. Which means, if there have been Sifratera, animals which were, which were carbonous, things which belong to Hashem, that doesn't get burnt. That spared the din of the early Dachas. And it's the same idea over here. When Hashem wants to punish, so even with the individuals who don't deserve it, but if it's the punishment in the whole place, so like Irani Dachas, everyone's going to get harmed. But not Shlal Shemai. Not something which belongs to Hashem. And therefore Hashem says to the Malach HaMashchis, you're given, so to speak, authority, permission to punish, but not those people who may. Those who belong to Hashem, they have to be saved. And that's what we saw before. The person in Tyra, obviously on that level, says, he becomes something, someone who belongs to Hashem. He becomes Hashem's possession. And therefore he's going to get saved. Because even if people need to be punished, what belongs to Hashem doesn't get punished. It's no different to an animal which has been consecrated as a carbon. When a person dedicates himself to Torah, so the second opinion we saw, the second level we saw, is that he becomes Kaddish too. And becoming Kaddish, he's echid to Hashem. And therefore just like... Uh, something which belongs to somebody that's considered belonging to that person the same thing a person who belongs to Hashem is his he's Achiv Hashem himself and when therefore harming him will be harming the king in the way that someone's taking away something which belongs to him that's like we spoke about the Neder it's making something in the Rishus of Hashem and then it's also to anyone to use it's also for anybody to misuse Similarly, Torah makes the person learning it into someone who's in the Rishus of Hashem. And therefore, it's also to harm him. Harming him is like harming Hashem. Like we saw about Dasan Aviram. And that's why even when the Satan is allowed to punish, he's not allowed to touch those things which are Kodesh, those things which belong to Hashem.